I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart. And close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. So take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your worries go. Let any tension in your body go. And let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. So take another deep breath in. And exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to To Be Honest, and of course, welcome to our first-time listeners. All right, let me share with you Dr. Fred Luskin's Nine Steps to Forgiveness. Now, which can also be found in his best-selling book. Forgive for good: a proven prescription for health and happiness. So, without further ado, first step: know exactly how you feel about what happened, and be able to articulate what about the situation that is not okay for you. Then, tell a couple of trusted people about your experience. Better yet, share that experience with a professional. Step two. Make a commitment to yourself to do what you have to do to feel better. Forgiveness is for you and not for anyone else. No one else even has to know about your forgiveness decision. Number three: understand your goal. 
Forgiveness does not necessarily mean reconciliation with the person that upset you or condoning of their action. Absolutely not. What you are after is to find peace. Step four: Get the right perspective on what is happening. Recognize that your primary distress is coming from the hurt feelings, thoughts, and physical upset you are suffering now, not what offended you or hurt you two minutes ago or even ten years ago. Which leads to step five. Of course, at the moment you feel upset, hurt, or even devastated. However. Do yourself a big favor. Learn to practice stress management techniques so to soothe your body's flight or fight response. Better yet, have a listen to last week's episode on learning to regulate your emotions. In other words, you need to process those uncomfortable and painful emotions. May it be childhood trauma, a divorce. Any kind of betrayal, or just an encounter with a rude person, whatever it may be, we all need to process those feelings. And naturally, some takes longer than others. Unfortunately, there is no shortcut. Step six: Give up expecting things from other people or your life that they do not choose to give you. Recognize the unforeseeable rules. Quotation marks. You have for your health or how you or other people must behave. Remind yourself that you can hope for health, love, friendship, support, and prosperity, and work hard to get them. However, you will suffer. When you demand these things occur, when you do not have the power to make them happen, step seven: put your energy into looking for another way to get your positive goals met than through the experience that has hurt you. Instead of mentally replaying your hurt, seek out new ways to get what you want, and if you don't know how, seek professional help. Step eight: Remember that a life well lived is your best revenge. Instead of focusing on your wounded feelings and get stuck in the victim's role, and thereby giving the person who caused you pain power over you, learn to look for the love, beauty, and kindness around you because you are worthy. Step nine. Amend and rewrite your grievance story to remind you of the heroic choice to forgive. Move from the victim to hero in the story that you tell yourself. Well, there you have it, my audience. Doctor Fred Luskin's nine steps to forgiveness. He believes forgiveness is the ultimate resolution of unwanted loss and grief. At the 2013 Phoenix Society World Burn Congress, Dr. Luskin acknowledged that life has so many ways to disappoint and even seriously hurt us. He explained that research and clinical examples clearly demonstrate that those who can forgive fare better both physically and emotionally than those who don't. His discussion addressed forgiveness of self. 
forgiveness of others and forgiveness of higher powers as a helpful means of dealing with suffering and traumatic events. Dr. Luskin also stressed the understanding of suffering within the human experience. Here are some of his thought-provoking questions. Is my suffering really unique, or is it just my flavor? And don't we all try to make our own the worst flavor? Or rather, is it really a part of the human suffering of being part of this earth? Now, my audience, it is also important to understand the vast communication networks within the neurological systems of our brain. You see, the survival portion of our brain, the part that protects us, is like an eight-lane superhighway. Your brain is designed to make certain that any information or circumstances that are threatening to us can be delivered to the brain instantly, no matter what, in order to protect us. The left hemisphere of our brain is designed to keep us alive, to survive, not to keep us happy. So the fight-or-flight function is such a primitive function of the brain that other functions, such as being happy, require us to practice. However, the portion of the brain that provides information that makes us happy is less direct, almost a bumpy road, per se. So therefore, we need to practice being happy. The more we practice, the more the brain recognizes that route. Now you understand why I say happiness is a choice. So if happiness is what you want, then you have to make it your priority and practice it daily. According to Dr. Luskin, the practice of being happy needed to be done in conjunction with quieting down the defensive communications in the brain. So how does one do that? It's obviously to quiet the brain down by meditation, mindfulness, and here's another tool that Dr. Luskin highly recommend. Open the pathways of good stuff. Make time in your busy day to stop and smell the flowers, both literally and metaphorically. Look up to the sky and gaze at the stars. Basically, is to make time for the things that are wonderful in your life so that your brain can grow positive pathways. All right, so let me end this episode by giving you the ingredients of a good life. In short, PERMA, P-E-R-M-A. PERMA is an acronym that stands for the five elements developed by Martin Salomon, who is the father of positive psychology, that account for what makes up the good life, an authentic and sustained happiness and well-being. Now, take note, no one element defines well-being, but each contribute either subjectively or objectively. P is positive emotion. It is one of the cornerstones to well-being. Kindness, gratitude, hope, contentment are all positive emotions that contribute to the pleasant life. Quotation marks. E is engagement. Much like positive emotion, engagement is a subjective element to well-being. Engagement is about being totally absorbed. That means in the flow, 
by a present task where time and self-consciousness seem to cease. R is relationships. Relationships are an important part of well-being. People who maintain strong positive relationships are generally happier in life. After all, we are social beings who need to connect with one another. M is meaning. Meaning in life comes from serving something that is bigger than self. To have a sense of well-being, finding a purpose in life is essential. Altruism and philanthropy are good methods to establishing a meaningful life. The last one is A, stands for achievement. Achievement is a sense of accomplishment. Having goals and meeting those goals improves your well-being and allows you to flourish. So in summary, what is PERMA? It's the acronym that stands for the five elements developed by Martin Salomon that account for what makes up the good life. So the five elements are P for positive emotion, E for engagement, R for relationships, M for meaning, and A for achievement. Regardless whether your life is great or not, I believe there is always room for improvement. I trust by adding the five elements of PERMA in your life, you definitely will lead an authentic and sustainable, happy and joyful life. So my audience, thank you for listening and until next week, stay safe, learn heaps and find the courage to practice all these tools. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-A-K-I-A-O.com. <laughs>